Friends, welcome to another episode of It Takes a Village, a podcast of Healing Hands International. We are based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and I am joined by my co-host, Taryn Cole Foster. Hey, hey now everybody Taryn. knows my middle name. Now everybody knows your middle name. Great. Hey, um, we have one of our very own today on the podcast, Cindy Herring. Yep. A legend. A healing hands legend, as we will refer to her often and talk about on the podcast. I'm excited to have Cindy on. As you will hear in our conversation, uh, this is an episode to not only dive deep into who she is and what she's done for us, but also just to honor her for her retirement. And um, she's going to be retiring in August, something we've known for a while. It's like everybody who walks in the door whether they are a donor, a volunteer, mm-hmm. just a friend of Healing Hands, they know Cindy. Yeah. And they're like, hey, is Cindy here? Yeah. And uh, they're a little disappointed if she's not. So mm-hmm. I'm excited that we get to yeah, interview her. Yeah, me today. too. So just sit back and relax and enjoy our conversation with Cindy Harry. Well, here we are in the Healing Hands podcast studio, yeah, and yeah. we are welcoming our very own Cindy Herring to It Takes a Village podcast. Cindy, welcome. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Nice to be here. Cindy walked across the hall to come yep. to the podcast today. So we're really excited about having Cindy on the pod today. Um, yeah. We are wrapping up season two. This is episode 20. Mm-hmm. and Crazy, who, by the way. Crazy. How have we crazy. made it to 20? One year. One year. One year. And who better to have on the podcast to wrap it up than... Cindy Herring. Our longest tenured employee, Cindy Herring. Yes. Thank you. It's yes. good to be here. All right. So for those of you that are listening, if you've been connected to Healing Hands for any amount of time you know the name sending herring and it goes uh, synonymous with healing hands for so many of you your introduction to healing hands and this ministry was probably through cindy or came through her office or uh, there was a touch point on the phone at some point but uh, we want to tell you a little bit about her for those listeners who have not met cindy before uh, Cindy is originally from Miami, Florida, a proud Floridian. Uh, she was a registered nurse, still is a registered nurse. She went to Jackson Memorial School of Nursing and did home health, hospice care, OBGYN, med surge. Wow. That's correct. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yep. And that's one reason you have played a huge part in our um, the ministry here with our medical supplies. Correct. And anytime somebody around the office is not feeling well, um, Cindy can immediately diagnose you. Go get yeah. some meds from the pharmacy. She's got the drugs. Uh, legal meds over the counter. Yep. And um, yeah, such a huge asset to our team. She's mm-hmm. been married to Greg for 45 years. Yes. Wow. He gets a medal for that. Amen. He does. <laughs> but you do as well. They have two kids Vanessa, who lives in Hawaii. Yes. Which we'll talk about more later. Okay. And Kevin, who lives right here Hendersonville. nearby. And you have five grandkids. What are their names? Orion, Ethan, Callisto, Eli, Justice. There you go. There you you go. got them. Nice. Ding, 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 ding. Had to go in order. <laughs> yes. Even though you could have said any five names. And right. I wouldn't have and known. we would be like, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's sure. It. Sure. 
so you practiced uh, nursing for 20 years in Florida, California, Tennessee, and then you came to Middle Tennessee in 1985. Greg had a job change, right? Correct. And that brought you to Lebanon. Yes. And Lebanon's been home ever since. For 37, 38 years now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. And um, we'll talk more about, um, very quickly, her coming to Healing Hands, but that happened in 2000. And let's mm-hmm. just say, who got her first, you or Joseph Smith? Well, you, we argue back and forth. Yes, you do. I <laughs> was one of the first volunteers with Randy Steger yes. when he started it. Yes. Joe came later, but uh-huh. he's he's officially is like... Who got four. the paycheck first? We both got it at the same time, oh. but um, oh. Joe, Joe was four months before me. Four so months before I guess you. he did. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll concede. We'll put you in the same <laughs> category of long-tenured legends. So a few words that come to mind when we talk about Cindy, um, just in asking a few people around the office, hey, wh- describe Cindy for me. And... Um, I'm getting a really weird look from Cindy right now because this is not on the script. No, this it's happens not. occasionally on the podcast. Oh, I just no. had an idea. Uh, dedicated, loyal, passionate, spunky, helper, <laughs> feisty, connector, caring, overcomer. There you go. That's, That's sweet. pretty good. Cindy Herring. And if we had a dictionary right now, we could find a lot more. Oh, yeah. So before we get into your job here, what are some interests or hobbies that you have besides working here? I think my most favorite thing is to talk to people Mm -hmm. and find out what their story is. I love to find out, like in Hawaii, when we go there, um, to see, you know, talk to people and find out why are they living there. Mm -hmm. And that has always opened many, many doors for Mm -hmm. me to as you said, to be a connector. Um, I love to connect people with other people and other ministries. So That's really cool. That's my favorite thing. And I love history, American history. Okay. Um, cross-stitching and spending time with my grandkids. What era of American history is your favorite? To read about, watch movies, documentaries about? Well, when I first went to Williamsburg, Virginia, I felt like I belonged there. Mm-hmm. So the colonial period, mm-hmm. I love that. Like you could have been part of I could have of. been there. I don't mm-hmm. think I could have survived like those people did, but uh, I feel a connection with them. As I a registered you nurse, you probably would have. You mm-hmm. totally could have. Yeah, yeah, another best, no, not Betsy Ross, um, Florence Nightingale. She made the <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and her too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay, don't worry, they're not listening today. So we're going to talk a little bit about Cindy's history here at Healing Hands. Uh, we've already mentioned you've been here since 2000, so you're 22 years in now. And one reason we're having you on the podcast today is because um, your retirement is coming up. Correct. And it's been no surprise. It's something you announced uh, like 18 years ago that you were going to leave. More like six. Yeah, okay, six years ago. Uh, so you've been here since 2000, but let's talk about how did you first get involved with Healing Hands back in the beginning and yeah, just tell us those stories and how you got involved. Okay. Um, Randy Steger and my husband taught Bible class for over 20 years together. And when Randy started this project at Lipscomb, 
uh, after the Berlin Wall fell down. Which, in case you're just tuning in, was literally a marketing class project Correct. at Michigan University. Randy had told a group of us that this is what he was planning on doing. And so he started it, and then it just became part of all of our um, lives at College Street at the time. That's what we were called. Uh, Church we, in Lebanon. Correct. They um, went to different doctor's offices and unloaded equipment that they didn't need anymore and then brought it down to the warehouse. And then several of us would come to the warehouse on Saturdays and sort through things, medical things. Chris's, uh, Randy Steger's wife, Chris, is a physician. And so she and I would come down and do go through the pharmaceuticals and some of the supplies. So we're celebrating our 30th year. And you've been here in some capacity for, for all of that, dating back to when you were a volunteer. But you, back then, I mean, you were working full-time as a registered nurse. You were a mom to three young kids. You had um, church commitments. And then you were, whatever extra time you had, you were dedicating it here to this kind of startup nonprofit. But tell us some, just a couple of people who were instrumental. I mean, we know Randy Steger and Chris and their vital role, but uh, some of the other people that helped it from the beginning mm-hmm. get to where it is today, those whose shoulders we stand on. One name comes to mind, he was on the board originally, is D. Travis. Mm. Um, Randy speaks so fondly of him. We lost Dee suddenly, tragically. It was a shock to all of us, but he was really instrumental in trying to especially get this warehouse that we're able to you know, be in today. He was really a supporter for Randy. Um, Eugene Cook was the very first administrator or day-to-day operations guy, and he was vital to the beginning of of Healing Hands. Uh, Again, he died early and it was really hard on Randy. So then Gerald Hirsch came on board and he stayed for quite a few years and just, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. people who helped make it happen um, that had a passion and a vision, Mm -hmm. but uh, they probably couldn't imagine at that point even where it is today. Mm -hmm. Well, none of us could. Yeah. I mean, it was literally Randy says it's not the way it was, but Joe and I remember it, you know, every, at least once a week he would come in and say, money's tight. We have, you know, our, mm-hmm. our unrestricted funds are down to almost nothing, you know. And finally, I just said to him one day, am I going to have to get another job so I, so I can, you know, start yeah. looking? And um, he said, no, no, we'll be okay. But it was, it was hard at the beginning. Huge step of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, both for him, because he was working full-time on faculty at right. Lipscomb, but even for you and Joe to leave the comforts of other jobs to come mm-hmm. here and work for a fairly new nonprofit. Yeah, and mm-hmm. here we are 30 years later, still standing. Yep. So you started in the pharmacy, and now you're more of like in a volunteer role here. So how has that evolved, your roles? Well, when I was hired, Randy said, I have about... 12 to 14 tractor trailer loads of medical supplies Mm -hmm. and they need to be gone through so that's basically what joe and i and then we had volunteers literally every single day to try to get through these uh, medical supplies um Mm -hmm. it was hard because a lot of the things that were just it was just a variety 
So um, we went through those and cleaned those out and then categorized them for the systems of the body, like orthopedics or GYN mm-hmm. or respiratory, cardiac, and that kind of thing. And we had a lot of physicians and nurses come and help us as well. That's tedious. Yeah, it, it was. Like. It was. It was a lot. Yeah. So how did that evolve into your role now, working more with volunteers? In the beginning, it was just really Joe and I in the back working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we loaded the trucks. I drove the forklift. He had the pallet jack inside the truck. And we just worked together as a team. And you're heavily involved with Magi now. Yes. And have been for a long time. And have been for a while. From the beginning, really. Well, yeah. I'm a Jean McAnulty. Was, uh, her and her husband, Dale, were missionaries in Romania. Mm-hmm. And she was doing the Magi project. So in the beginning, we worked with her. And we did all the shipping. And they would bring the boxes. And we would check them and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, it was a couple thousand, and we literally went through every box Whoa. and um, checked them and then packed them. Okay, and wow. then she decided that it would be it was too much for them with the customs mm-hmm. to continue with Magi. So Joe and I just looked at each other, and at the time we had no idea where we might send them, and uh, we had become familiar with. Um, Jared Brown, mm-hmm. who was prior to Mission Lazarus. He was a uh, missionary supported by Creve Hall. And I had gone down to Honduras in 2000, 2000 I think it was, to see him. And mm-hmm. so I just thought, well, I could try him. Yeah. And so we've been doing that ever since. They've yeah. been a great partner with us. And we've always wanted to go to different places. And so now we're doing that. So it's kind of exciting to see it grow. Yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your passion for it. Why do you have such a huge passion for Magi? I think the biggest thing is to see the faces, not only of the kids there Mm -hmm. in particular, I'll just mention Honduras, but to see the expression and the, the love that the parents and the grandparents have Mm-hmm. when the kids receive the boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember how many times the parents or the grandparents would come and thank us. The yeah. kids would say it, but it was more it was more from the, the adults because they can't give what we were giving right. them. Right. So, yeah, and then just see the involvement over the years of the volunteers mm-hmm. when I started taking trips down there and to see how they have just fallen in love with it. Mm-hmm. I went with you one year. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Right before yep. COVID happened. Yep, right before. February 2020. Yep. That was my dream because I, when talking to the volunteers, I've always found out that, you know, at, when you're 75, 80 years old, back then they didn't do mission trips like mm-hmm. the kids and youth groups do now. They never had that opportunity. So I thought, what a wonderful way for them to experience a mission trip. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, one of the main reasons why I started the Magi trips, is to get the adults that never had that experience to go down there. One of the memories that stands out in my mind was when I was thanked by one of the volunteers that came with me, 75 years old, and she came to me with tears in her eyes at the Miami airport and thanked me for this experience because Mm -hmm. she said that she always thought she never received enough at Christmas from her parents. Mm. and seeing what these children were receiving, she just let it go. Yeah. 
And so that's probably one of the coolest things that has ever come out of the Magi trips for me. Mm-hmm. You really have to go down there to see it, to truly know what you're giving to or volunteering for. Mm-hmm. Like that's such an important thing. So yeah. Yeah. that's great. Well, Cindy, let, let's transition from that into volunteers and the hat you wear now primarily when it comes to recruiting and getting volunteers in to work um, in the Magi room, back in the warehouse, really for a lot of different things. Um, what do, like the people who come in, uh, and we have dozens of people who come in a week, what do volunteers mean to this place as an organization? Not just back then, but now in 2022. Tell our listeners just how vital they are to who we are and what we do. Well, I, I told this to a lot of the board members one time. The, the volunteers to me are everything. It was started by a volunteer. Randy Steger never took a dime Mm. to lead this organization. So he, to me, set the tone of what volunteers are in this place. I love their spirit because I had one gentleman that was 94 years old, Fred, and he had had several careers. He had been an engineer on two occasions. Then he became a maintenance man because he didn't want to stay home. And still at 94 years old, he wanted to still give back. And so that was in the early, early stages of um, Healing Hands. But he was able to still come and feel like he had a purpose and he was doing something. And how about uh, the ladies that come in, um, you know, for eight, nine months out of the year and they're making Magi boxes, they're checking Magi boxes, they're here for hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about what they mean to this place. Well, they're the ones that keep Magi going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not me, it's not, you know, you, mm-hmm. it's not the rest of the staff. Those ladies are, and the men that are in the back helping us, um, they're the ones that keep, keep it going. Um, mm-hmm. They just love it. They love, the biggest thing is they love to feel needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we give them that opportunity. Yeah. I used to tease them. They say, You're more, you are working us too hard. And I tease them. I said, oh, I'm just giving you the therapy you don't have to pay for. You know, this is their <laughs> physical therapy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, anyway. That's great. How about for you personally? Because they're not just people who you recruit and come in, but you get to know them on a personal level and you've developed deep friendships with them and you've seen hundreds of them come and go over the years. So tell us what the volunteers mean to you personally. Well, they're family. Simply, they're my family. I told you I was going to cry. <laughs> um, we have seen the highs and the lows with one another. Um, mm-hmm. I've had people sit and tell me who have lost children tragically years and years ago they would never talk about it but they built such a bond with some of the other volunteers that I remember one time an an older gentleman had lost his son probably 40 years prior never spoke really about it this was a safe place this was his Mm -hmm. safe place Mm -hmm. and there were two of us that afternoon that were left and we just started talking and um, he just let it all out and he was sobbing and crying you know just he was very emotional which I can understand but then he looked at Mimi Samples and I and said I've never talked about it like that well so 
that is just one example mm -hmm. of the hundreds of people that have shared their story, their pain, and their hurt mm -hmm. with not only me, but the other volunteers that are around them. Yeah, that becomes a family where you celebrate together, mm -hmm. but then you walk through the joys of life, but then you also walk through the valleys and right. you mourn together, right. and that's what family's about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the ladies, um, Elaine Green, many years ago, I also think this is a safe place for Christians to come, regardless of what church you attend, mm -hmm. you know, how you view the Bible, you know, we're all different. And we had a gentleman that was, we had a conversation one time and he was discussing something and it was a little different maybe than what the rest of us were feeling. And um, a comment was made and Miss Elaine just stopped the conversation and she said, you know what? We are here to serve the Lord. We are not here to pick each other apart. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do today. Mm-hmm. I did not have to say a thing, but Miss Elaine did, yeah. and it just diffused the situation, and we continue to serve together. Yeah, so. we get people from all different backgrounds, all different spectrums at various stages in their faith, mm -hmm. and that's a great thing about what makes up our volunteer base and makes us family. So, do you have a few favorite memories during your time here that you could share? Yeah, I shared from? the one about... The lady that was um, that I took to Honduras, and she still volunteers with us this day. But um, I guess another one was when I received a phone call from one of our volunteers about her daddy, mm -hmm. and I had just lost my dad, and this was in um, 2004 or five around that time. And she said that she had tried several different organizations to get her daddy plugged in because he was lonely, and he needed to have some kind of a community involvement. And she said, I've called several different organizations and they didn't really want to take somebody his age. Mm -hmm. And she hit me at the right time when my dad had passed away and I invited this gentleman to come. He turned out to be our candy man. And um, he faithfully did whatever we needed. He had to sit down. Um, but he ended up making thousands and thousands of bags of candy for the kids in Honduras, especially in the Magi boxes. Mm -hmm. So he's, he'll always have a special place in my heart. Um, there's, just, there's just too many, really, to keep, you know, to talk, tell everything. But um, that's the one that really stands out yeah, a lot to me. That's a good one. He's yeah. kind of a legend around here. Yeah. So I've heard. Yeah. So yeah. has there been a moment that has changed things for you or shaped you from working here at Mary Hands? I think there's been a couple where I realized that it wasn't about me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't what I was doing here, but what God was doing. Mm -hmm. um, if you look up there at that sign, it, it's a sign that we received. Joe and I did our first shipment to Papua New Guinea mm -hmm. and it, in 2000. And um, in that shipment, we carefully organized every single system that is medically possible and had that delivered to Papua New Guinea. Uh, I had made a box of sutures and I divided them up and put them in Ziploc bags and we received a, a letter from Velma Foreman. 
she's a missionary nurse in Papua New Guinea, and she said, I don't know if you know this, but in those bags of sutures, you had sutures that a man needed for cataract surgery. Wow. And he was going blind. And um, in those bags, we found one package of sutures that is needed. And that was probably one defining moment that it was like, did I plan that? Absolutely (laughs) not. That was God. (laughs) That that was God. And then just this last trip to um, Romania and Poland, you all have heard this in the office, but God planted seeds and started laying the groundwork 50 years ago for my trip. And I didn't know it. My husband had been in um, Vienna, Austria as a teenager on a mission trip with Otis Gatewood, Mm -hmm. um, printing Bibles to be smuggled into USSR. And he met this man, Mike, who was Polish, and they did that for the summer, and they enjoyed each other's company. Mm -hmm. And anyway, it ends up being the lady that I was working with in Poland on this last trip, Molly. Wow. And um, that my husband and I were talking about that, and he said, isn't that, where, isn't that great the way God works? Yeah. He started weaving this story together 50 years ago, and now Molly and I were able to meet each other, and now we're working together through Healing Hands to re- do the relief work for the Ukrainian refugees. Wow. So that that was kind of like the beginning, and this is kind of like the end story mm, for me. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, all right, so retirement is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's just talk about that for a minute because you're in a, a, a entering a unique uh, new chapter, new stage of your life. So let's tell our listeners, what's this new season going to look like for you? Uh, what are you looking forward to the most? I'm looking forward the most to spending more time with my daughter and her family in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, they they went over there 12 years ago to be vocational missionaries, and they're doing a great job there. And we're, we just want to go and spend a little bit more time. My husband had decided several years ago on our 25th wedding anniversary when we went there that that's where he wanted to retire. Wow. And not a bad then, place to retire. Yeah, no, it's no. not. But who would have <laughs> yeah. known oh, yeah. that? That was before she went. Long time before. A long time before. Yeah. A long Crazy. time before. So anyway, we'll be there, and we hope splitting to time between Hawaii and Tennessee. Correct, right? correct. Because mm-hmm. I have the three grandchildren here that uh-huh. I can't. can't wow, so. not many people. I mean, a lot of people um, dream and envision. Hey, I want to retire to Hawaii, but not many people actually do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really cool that you're yeah. that you have a family reason that's going to take mm-hmm. you there. Correct. So um, as that new chapter nears mm-hmm. here, beginning of August. Um, what will you miss about um, this place, uh, your career, um, this you know the chapter uh, that that you're closing and starting a new one? What what uh, what comes to mind that you're going to miss as you enter into a new life stage? The people, um, just not being around everyone, especially the volunteers and the staff that I've grown to love. Uh, just being in the in the middle of diff- doing different things to help people, 
when I went to Poland and uh, Romania, um, I just thought, wow, you know, how cool is it that I'm able to do this mm-hmm. and, and connect people? And I hope I can do that, you know, if I'm called upon, I'll, you know, I'll go again. But um, I just, I love to watch the way God works when you're on these trips and to see we're a small family, really, when you think about it. Because when we were sitting there talking to several of the people there, it's just like they know people that know people that know mm-hmm. people that, we, that we've worked with. And so I'm going to miss being in the, the action. You'll still be a little bit in the action, though, right? Coming I think back so. a little bit. Yeah, you know, well, probably. You yeah. can't completely get you away from this place. <laughs> I told my daughter I wanted to volunteer at a hospice program or something in Hawaii, so start looking that up. And she's like, Mom, you need to take some time off. <laughs> you know, you can't just keep doing this. And so. And then 20 years later, we look up and Cindy's running that organization. Yeah. Cindy's a founder. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so let's talk about Healing Hands for a minute. Just as you zoom out, where do you see the future of Healing Hands? To be honest with you, I never thought we'd still be sitting here this many years later. Mm -hmm. So I can honestly tell the rest of you and whoever else is listening that God has been in the middle of this the entire time. I see the future differently because, well, look what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Who would have ever thought that we would be doing something like this? Not me, not when I was making my first brochure for Magi, which was pitiful. (laughs) So um, I just think I think it's unlimited of what the possibilities can be, and I think only God can tell us whether he's going to stop or not. And But I just think that he keeps bringing in more talent and, and the hearts and the passion for helping people, and I think it will continue to go for a long, long time. As I just listen to you talk, you have been involved in every ministry we have at some point. I mean, medical setting up the pharmacy, Magi for so long and still today, volunteers, you and Joe working on shipments. Um, I would love to see Cindy work the forklift one more time. Oh, yeah. Um, Loading containers, uh, the women's ministry, you know, last year doing Women of Hope on the Road, uh, our Dorcas ministry. Uh, and I'm sure agriculture, too, at some point, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, you know, yeah. We yeah. were all out at the garden all yeah. the time. And you've traveled the world <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, through this job. Where mm-hmm. all has it taken you? Uh, that's one thing I will say. Um, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2012, um, I think I'm probably the only person that could ever say that I received emails, cards, calls from every continent in this, co- in this world. Wow. Um, Impressive. I just, I've I've met people in every continent, and they're able, they reached out to me. So that's not something that you can put a a price to. Yeah. Um, I never thought I would end up in the Philippines at one time uh, to check on the disaster work and, and that kind of thing. Joe, I was in Hawaii, and Joe goes, can you just hop over to the Philippines? You're not, you're halfway there. Well, Little did I know that, you know, 24 hours later, I would get there. Um, but uh, I, I would have never thought. And to be able to be on a fishing boat in the middle of nowhere to to go to different islands. I mean, I, I couldn't have done that 
as a nurse in the hospital. Yeah. So, so the name of this podcast is It Takes a Village. So who are some people through the Ministry of Healing Hands who have shaped and impacted you and your journey? Okay, probably the first one is Chris and Randy Steger and how mm-hmm. hard they work to keep the, the doors open and their passion for it, both working full-time. The, another one would be uh, Marie Ag. I went on a trip with her to Guatemala and Honduras, and she was leading all the medical groups for Health Talents International. And I just watched her, the way she handled that group. Mm-hmm. And I asked her there, I said, what would be one thing, word of advice to me, if I started taking groups for different things? And she said, you have to work harder, longer. You're the first one up, and you're the last one to bed. Yeah. And and be prepared. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I you know, she's been a, a great influence. You know, and I think the volunteers there's there's just there's just too many um, yeah. that have helped me and mentored me. Mr. Bob, I view him as one of my greatest mentors. He's the most kind, humble, gentle man, but he's able to direct you. the The women have taught me how to be a better mom, um, a better wife. And a better person. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Well, you've mentored me a lot through my past three years that I've been here. So thank you. You have impacted a lot of people. <laughs> well, and Taryn and I have the fortunate um, opportunity to sit here and be the one to interview you and yeah. to ask you these questions. But um, know that, you know, we, we're just behind the mic, but uh, there's so many people that are, that have contributed to this podcast, but who are listening to this podcast, whose lives you've impacted, and the legacy that you're leaving here at Healing Hands is... That makes me sound old. Well, is it? No. Yeah. Well... Uh, Wise. And, yes. Wise. Life experience. But, I mean, yeah. it's unknown, and that's just kind of the way it is, and it's kind of the way that God designed it, that... Yeah. Uh, you won't know the impact that you've had on this place or other people until we get there. And um, uh, so we wish you nothing but the best. You will Mm -hmm. always be part of the Healing Hands family. Thank you for all that you've done for this organization and will continue to do Mm -hmm. in some form or fashion. And we're excited for you. We're excited for your retirement. Well, one thing I I do want to say that the the people, when I meet them in Africa, um, they always say when you're, when you're, leaving they always close it the conversation as um if i never meet you again this side of heaven i'll i'll be waiting for you there so that has always been very near and dear to my heart so there's a lot of people that i probably won't ever see again but i know that god has worked in their life and i'll see them again yeah this on the other side of heaven Mm -hmm. Thank you, Cindy. Good. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here and talking to us today. It was great. In closing today, we have compiled uh, a few audio clips from friends and coworkers and volunteers who have been impacted by Cindy's life, and uh, they are going to close us out uh, with a few words to Cindy and the legacy that she's leaving behind here at Healing Hands. 
My name is Rita Cochran, and I've been asked to describe Cindy in three words. But let's be honest, nouns are made better by adjectives, and Cindy is worthy of adjectives. So I have chosen three titles to describe Cindy. First is Keen Insights. No one is better at seeing people's potential and connecting them in service to God and others. Secondly, I would describe her as a faithful friend. Once Cindy knows you, she loves you forever, and she loves you deeply. And finally, we cannot speak of Cindy without mentioning her godly heart. No one I know lives out her love of God to a greater degree than Cindy Herring. I love you, dear friend. May you go with God. Name is Dr. Ebenezer Odofia. Cindy has imparted my life by her passion and unconditional love. It has truly produced an everlasting impact on me and has changed the community we serve for the better in so many ways. Your impact on me has been motherly. Thank you for always supporting my family and I. With your constant encouragement in our work, also for being a mentor, friend, and one of the hardest workers I know. We will miss you and never forget you. My name is Regina. Three words that describe Cindy. Uh, she is a vessel unto honor. Yes, she's a tool. She has emptied herself for God to fill her up. Despite all the challenges she has gone through over the years, Cindy wouldn't back off no matter what. She has traveled across the globe to give humanity meaning. She has passion for God and we thank God for her. She is a mother. She has practically got involved in bringing up my family, my children specifically. I mean, moving all the way from Nigeria down here without knowing what is ahead of me. Cindy has made me to understand that family is not all about blood. She has filled that gap and we thank God for her. Cindy is a confidence. Without her, I would have made me stay with it comes to health she has given me that advice and we pray that god will be with her even as she has gone she's going to be in the hands of god thank you so much mama we love you bye my name is art woods and i believe without question cindy herring's legacy here at healing hands will be her passion for our work and for other people you know cindy approaches everything we do with such an enthusiastic intensity and in the process of all that, loves on people um, in a very real and tangible way. Her standards are high, and she wants everyone to feel as passionate as she does about this work. I'm going to miss her. The heart of Cindy Caring will always live on at Healing Hands International. I'm Nancy Markwood, and the bar has been set high as I follow in Cindy's footsteps as the volunteer coordinator. If there is one thing I can say about Cindy, it is that she is zealous, devoted to a purpose, enthusiastically and determined to achieve the goal. Cindy is also a hustler, energetically working hard and navigating problems and issues. Being well-connected has allowed her to use her social and professional relationships locally, nationally and internationally to facilitate solutions helping people everywhere. Congratulations, Cindy. My name is Selma Robb. Cindy is a huge godly impact in my life. She's an inspiration to me. She improved my perception of love for my neighbors. How a simple act of kindness can change lives forever. I'm very grateful to God for giving me the honor to have her in my life. 
how blessed we are for having her in our lives. We love you, Cindy. God bless you. Hello, my name is Henry Zelaya from Mission Lazaro, Honduras, and I met this great human being about 12 years ago. Through the years, she became one of my older sisters. She impacted my life because the way she loved God and the way she loved people. She always with that kind of charisma, especially with the children. I just love it. Muchas gracias, Cindy Moorhead Herring, for everything you have done for every one of us. Again, Thank you so much, big sister. You are the best. God bless you. This is Ted Trammell. The first time I met Cindy, I was impressed. I have gotten to know Cindy over the years. A great person and a likable person to be around. Wishing you the best. This is Jane Trammell. Cindy has impacted my life. She is so energetic, and she really gets things done around here. Cindy, we're really going to miss you, and we love you so much. Camille Pickering here. Cindy Herring's legacy at Healing Hands is energy. Her love of God drives her tireless service to others, most especially with the Magi Project. When Cindy walks into a room of Magi volunteers, her energy is so contagious, we immediately move faster and double our output. Cindy has been the spark and sometimes the lightning that has motivated so many of us to serve the Lord and our neighbors far beyond our comfort zones. When I look at the Proverbs 31 woman, I think, what a wonderful, impossible ideal. When Cindy looks at her, she says, come on, sis, keep up. My name is Randy Steger, and when I think of what he, Cindy has accomplished over her years at Healing Hands International, first word that came to my, my mind was not legacy, but it was more like the word legend. When you really stop and think, when she started with medicine and medical supplies, literally tons of medicine and medical supplies have been shipped all over the world. How many lives has that impacted? And in many of those places, because she was in contact with what they needed, they all learned her name. And it's remarkable how many people Cindy has touched through that work. And then when you add to it, she became director of volunteers I think she not only impacted all those children with Magi boxes, but she impacted a lot of the volunteers who learned a basic principle that Jesus has been trying to teach us, and that is it's better to give than to receive. There are people today walking in this earth that would not be alive today if it wasn't for Cindy and her efforts. And I do believe with all my heart, there are a lot of people out there who have definitely seen Jesus because of what Sydney has done. So Cindy, on behalf of all those you have touched with your work in your life, thank you so much. You did a great job. Hi, my name is Elisa Van Dyke, and I have had the pleasure of working with Cindy for the past 16 years. Um, Cindy has impacted my life in many ways, um, but probably the greatest is by inspiring um, a passion for this ministry and for kingdom work and um, her passion has truly um, inspired hundreds if not thousands uh, through the years and I'm just really grateful to have gotten to witness um, that and she will be deeply missed. My name is Johnny Markham. I've known Cindy for 32 years or so first as a youth group parent and volunteer then as a friend and a partner in kingdom work. Three words that describe Cindy Herring to me are, number one, caring. 
Cindy cares. She cares about what's right. She cares about her family. She cares about people. She cares about those who are hurting. Number one, Cindy's caring. Number two, Cindy's brave and unafraid. She won't hesitate to be the first or the only person to show up or to stand up for what needs to happen, for the person that needs to be defended. Cindy's brave and unafraid. And number three, the third word is actually three words. Get it done. If you need to get a job done, Cindy's the one. She flat out gets it done. Whether it's being at Healing Hands, whether it's being at home or at church, or as a Winterfest nurse, Cindy just gets it done. Cindy, we love you. We appreciate you. We respect you. And we wish God's best to be upon you in this new chapter of life. God bless. My name is Jared Brown. I'm president of Mission Lazarus. 20 years ago or so, I met this woman that, if anyone's ever met her, you know that she is a straight shooter and calls it how she sees it. And uh, that chance encounter 20 years ago for a young missionary changed so many things and has been such a huge blessing in my life personally as well as our organization. I really think that Cindy, being the unique person she is, she saw something in me that perhaps I didn't even uh, have pinpointed yet. Uh, forever a lifelong friend and so blessed to know her and have her in my life. My name is Suzanne Lattimore. Three words that describe Cindy are energetic. She can make you tired just trying to keep up with her. The second one is she's fun. When I made the first trip to Honduras in 2008, I realized just how much fun she was to be with. And the third thing is friend. I feel like I am really lucky to have her in my life. I am Jana Owen, and I've worked with Cindy for nine years at Healing Hands. Cindy's legacy here at HHI is that her fingerprints are on every aspect of the work. She helped lay the foundation. Her medical expertise has had a huge impact on people here in the States and partners around the world. She, with lots of help, started Magi and the Dorcas Sewing Ministry. Her ability to connect people and solve problems continues to have a great impact on our disaster relief efforts, medical supplies, and shipments. To be honest, her boldness in asking for what is needed is how many of us came to be part of this amazing work. wrap on this special episode about Cindy Herring and we just really appreciate all who sent in their sentiments about Cindy. So not only is that a wrap on episode 20, that's also a wrap on season two yeah. and it's been fun. Yeah. We got 11 great. episodes in this spring and summer and we are now uh, going to take some time off and start planning for season three. So be on the lookout for when yep. that drops. And in the meantime, if you're just joining us, you can go back and listen to previous episodes. And thanks a lot for being part of our community here of It Takes a Village. Yeah, thank y'all so much. We really appreciate it. See ya. Bye. Na, 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 na.